Hello, it's your favorite podcast host, Hannah. And I'm Maron. And welcome back to Communication Corner. On this episode of our SLP journey, we have our very first guest who is joining us today. She will be discussing her clinical fellowship in the school-based setting. So come join us on this journey and let's talk speech therapy. So Marov, it's so good to see you. It's been such a long time. How are you? I know. Oh my gosh. I'm so, so good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Um, Do you have an update for us today? I do, but mine are so long. So why don't you go first? Sure. Well, I bet you have a lot of stories to tell me (laughs) since you were gone for a week and I can't wait to hear them. Um, I don't have much to tell you. Mm -hmm. I only have two things. Um, One of the first updates I kind of already talked about, my friend Jacob, the accountant who listens to our podcast. Hi, Jacob. um, Shout it. (laughs) Shout out to Jacob. He listens to every episode. um, And I just wanted to give him a quick shout out because he was telling me how much he loved our podcast. And I think in a past episode, I had said, oh, we like to, we are trying to keep like the updates short. And he was like, no, please don't. I love your updates. I feel like I know Madame and I just want to know all about her job and what she's doing now and her baby. And I was just like, I love that. Like, I love that. Um, our lives are kind of interesting. Well, I was going to tell you, remember like when we said the updates and you were like, we should shorten them. Like, yeah. yeah and I was like, mm, no, we shouldn't. Cause I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's just like, I really enjoy hearing about your week. And so I feel like our listeners would too. I don't know. Sometimes interesting yeah, things happen. No. And you're right. You're absolutely right. Like he genuinely liked to hear what's been going on and getting to know us. So shout, big shout out to him. Um, but that leads into my next person I want to kind of shout out. Recently, somebody went to, we went to grad school with, Maisie, reached out to me. Um, I love Maisie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's so great. Sweetest yeah, no, person shout out to ever. Maisie. So nice. Love her to death. Um, She actually um, DM'd me on Instagram saying that she was listening to our podcast and had mentioned that she really loved hearing about like all our stories about grad school um, and just kind of shared um, things that we both went through. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to tell me that she enjoyed my SLP miss about the CNA Mm -hmm. that the like the patient had said something mean about Mm -hmm. that CNA, like something racist. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was just like thanking me for standing up for that CNA and how great that um, there's a speech therapist out there basically like, you know, advocating for people um, who, you know, just like basically saying something instead Mm -hmm. of just, you know, not saying anything at all or addressing it. And I was like, it was just super encouraging to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a story that I was kind of, and you know, Mm -hmm. I was kind of scared to say. Um, Just, I don't know. It was just kind of scary. I don't really want to talk too much about you know, the people I work with, like I love everybody I work with, but you know, it was just a hard story to share. And so I'm just so happy I did because mm-hmm. something positive came out. Yes, absolutely. It. I mean, I really believe in like standing up and speaking. Um, I've seen like, just in my personal experience, I've seen like Muslim women mm-hmm. literally get terrorized by like other people and nobody steps up and helps them. And like, it's just like, just sitting there silent, like you're empowering the person mm-hmm. who is causing this trouble right and so like it's mm-hmm, so right. scary to stand up to someone who's causing issues like this I know 
but I feel like the bystander effect is so real. And so like, if you don't speak up, Mm -hmm. the next person next to you isn't Mm going to speak up. Like you can literally save somebody just by like showing solidarity, literally like they had done a study on this and just like by showing solidarity, like going and sitting next to the person who's being, someone's Mm. being racist towards them, like decreases the risk of that person continuing to harass them. Like it's crazy. Mm. But Mm -hmm. anyways. That's good. Yeah. So I also, I'm happy that you stood up for your colleague. Yeah. Thank you. But it was, I think it was super encouraging to hear that from somebody who's so loving and sweet (laughs) and just, you know, encouraging us um, to continue our podcast. So that's um, one of my updates. Um, My second update is about my student, Paige, another shout out. Hey, Paige. Paige, you're so great. <laughs> She's so amazing. Um, but this past week, we had a few patients who just were, was like, they were really lethargic, mm-hmm. um, hadn't like done oral care mm-hmm. in I don't even know how long. Um, so she's been almost basically almost independent. I've been having her let like do her thing. I just kind of, we talk about it quickly before the session. I, I just kind of watch, like, I'm, I'm like a bystander just watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had, we had this one patient. Um, very lethargic, had, like I said, hadn't brushed her teeth in days, um, was found down in his um, trailer home mm-hmm. for who knows how long. And so we, he wasn't like really appropriate for PO trials. So we ended up, I, so I told her, I was like, you know, just open his mouth, look inside, try to do a cranial nerve oral Mac. Mm-hmm. She opened his mouth and she literally was like, oh no. Mm-hmm. And so like she, I think she already had two masks on. Like, I think it's already like oh just smelled a little odd. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I, I was like, I guess we're doing oral care. So I grabbed all the stuff and she was a trooper. Like, oh my gosh. it was her very first like mouth that was like significantly dirty mm-hmm. and she just had to get in there. And I was, I was like telling her, I was like, keep scrubbing, keep Did like suctioning, gag? try to get, I, I think she was trying so hard not to, but mm-hmm. I could tell on her face. Like, mm-hmm. good thing she was wearing a mask yeah. because I don't think she would have been able to mm-hmm. handle it. And it was bad. It was yeah. really bad. It, was, it gets it was, really it was, bad. It was, yeah. I felt so bad for her, but I was like, I was like, I'm right here. I was like helping her. I was coaching mm-hmm. her through it because it's a lot. Like, mm-hmm. it's a, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. and there's a lot to juggle. Um, and I was just so proud of her. And she like, so, she walked away. She was like, she was like I'm so sorry. She, I was like, why? You did great. And she was like, that was just so hard for me. She was like, I love doing this, but like, this is the very first time I thought to myself, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I can do mm-hmm. this. And I was like, no, you killed it. Like, I was just like, I was so proud. Yeah. It was a proud moment. Yeah. The um, I told you too, like the first time that I had to do like oral care, um, it wasn't even, I don't know why it really got to me. Like it was the lady who like wouldn't spit out her dentures, but like yeah. for me, she did. Um, and there was yeah. so much buildup in them. So I, I remember, like, I gagged a little, but, like, I was wearing full PPO. This was, like, mid-COVID. Um, yeah. And my back had been to her while I was cleaning them. Um, or, like, yeah. Yeah, my back was to her. And then, like, mm. but then when I was pregnant, that was the only time. But then when I was pregnant, Hannah, like, I, the if someone, like, sneezed and a booger got on their shirt, I'd start, like, Ugh. Like, I don't know what it was. Something That's about being pregnant. You're pregnant. Yeah, but like, right. I didn't have that problem before. And I would just literally mm-hmm. like, I like, I would just tell the patient, like, if they noticed, like, you know, they picked up on it. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Yeah. And like, I like, I can't turn this off. And they, yeah, they right, were always, right. always so nice about it. But yeah, it was just like, oh, but good job, Paige. So proud of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like a SLP initiation right mm-hmm. um she's now like 
getting her badges to become a full-fledged <laughs> SLP. But I thought it was really cool. And I was just so proud that she had to endure that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a big step. It's really hard. It's really hard to do. And a lot of like, CNA, like CNAs, nurses, and like physical therapists have told me before, they're like, I don't know how you do it. Mm-hmm. They're like oral secretions. Um or just gross. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know how you do it. Blood yeah. and poop. Yeah. Like I can – anything below the neck down, I'm mm-hmm. like, no thank yeah. you. Yes. I, I agree. I think I think they have it a lot worse than us. but um, I think so too. They yeah. totally I don't agree like, with us though. I was going to say because I worked with a PT who literally was amazing. She was so incredible. Mm-hmm. Pureed food was what would make her need to throw up. The sight of pureed, really? yeah, the sight of pureed <laughs> out of everything, out of everything. She's like, I could never be a speech therapist because like purees like genuinely made her gag and like need to throw up. That is okay. I haven't heard that. That is interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> oh wow! And she was great. Like she, like she could handle anything, blood, anything. Did not care, but purees, that's that yeah. downfall. Like, uh, that's so crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how nurses can do blood. Like, one time there was blood gushing out of, like, this person's arm. And I was, like, it was, like, in a bandage. And I was, like, I was, like, hey, where's the nurse? Like, the blood's everywhere. And she was, like, I know. I was, um, like, are we not freaking out here? And she's, like, nah, it's fine. Oh, my gosh. And I was, like, I was, like, oh, my gosh. And, like. I can't stand poop and I can't stand blood. Mm-mm. Everything else, I can do oral oral cavity. That's fine. Yeah, but um, but yeah, um, that's my update. That I'm nice. so excited to hear. How was your week? Tell me all about uh, your trip. Okay, so where to start? So I went to Turkey to like vacation with my family. They go every year, and mm-hmm. this year I was like, okay, I'm going to, um. And I took my little nine-month-old son with me. I was so terrified, you guys. Like, Mm -hmm. genuinely, I was like, what do I do with him for 13 hours? And it was nonstop. So, like, no no breaks for him. And he's not – he was, like, a lap infant. So, like, he didn't have, like, his own space or his own chair. And we didn't have a bassinet on the way there. And he's not a cuddler. Like, I do not have a cuddly baby. And – I was just so scared, but you guys, like, he did so good. He did so great. Oh, like, he, especially, yes, <laughs> but, like, especially on the way there, there was a lot of Turkish people around, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you know, but, like, Turkish people have, like, a reputation for being very serious, but they also have a reputation for loving babies. Like, they love oh, babies, and so, like, the, okay. there was, like, an old couple behind me and my brother, and they were, like, playing with him between, like, the, the seat. And then, like, the old man mm-hmm. behind me, like, started tickling his feet. And, like, they were playing peekaboo, whatever. Oh. It was so, so cute. And then, like, next to them, so, like, diagonal behind me was, like, their daughter. Mm-hmm. I think she's their daughter. Um, And so she, like, anytime she would make eye contact with him, she'd play with him. If he started to, like, get fussy, like, she'd start doing peekaboo with him. Um, And Aww. he, like, I have a really social baby, so, like, he loves attention. And so, like, he, he would thrived just, off of it. He thrived. And so, like, <laughs> it made it a little difficult to put him to sleep because, like, it was already mm-hmm. a situation that's not ideal. Usually, like, at home, I just put yeah. him in his crib and then he falls asleep. Like, um, thank God for that. But, like, he's not somebody – like, he's not a baby that I could, like, generally – I can't rock him to sleep. I can't cuddle him to sleep. Mm. Like, he mm-hmm. doesn't like to feel confined. Um. Unless, like, 
he's sick or something, then like, you know, he wants to be rocked. But anyways, so the way there, great, beautiful, perfect. Aww. While we were there, it was amazing. People were so nice. It was so different than the US. Like, okay, so like as a mom in the US, a lot of times you get dirty looks if your kid is like not behaving, right? Like if they're just like acting oh, like a baby yeah. and like screaming, right? Or okay. like crying right, or right, right. ruining the vibe. Like you get a lot of dirty looks. Um, right. especially when they're older, like toddlers, I think. But mm -hmm. so that's like kind of what I'm used to, whatever. Even though I do have a very well-behaved baby, but like he's still mm -hmm. a baby at the end of the day and he's still like gonna have his baby moments. That's what he is. And mm -hmm. so when we were in Turkey though, like everyone was so nice and like we were at the spa. I'm saying like so much. Um, we were at the spa. <laughs> so we went to a resort for the first like five days and it's I loved mm -hmm. it because I'm a hijabi and it was like a, a halal resort so like they had a spa mm. for just women and then like they also had like women only beach women only pools like it was That's just so awesome yeah I got to wear a little swimsuit well not oh, not cute. super little but still swimsuit pretty little <laughs> for me um and yeah, yeah. I was just living my best life um getting a tan oh, I, I did like that. a Turkish bath which is so nice oh, oh my gosh wait what's that comprised though so like, what do you do when you get a Turkish, Turkish bath, bath they put you in the uh -huh. like in a sauna for like five minutes and then they put you in a steam room for like three to five minutes then they oh. like take you to a marble room and they lay you on a marble uh -huh. table oh my gosh and then like I'm just wait like, that sounds amazing it's so nice and then they like um they have like their own little loofahs and they um which are so good they had them in the in the hotel rooms too and basically like picks up all the dead skin so they'll like exfoliate your skin and then they'll shampoo it wash your hair like head to toe like and then afterwards um they rinse you off and then you wrap mm -hmm. you up in a towel take you to get a massage after your massage you get a facial and then you get like, a massage too? yeah it's so good i mean i don't know if wow. like all places add the massage but this place did and it was just so nice like literally living my best life because my mother-in-law and my mom were there so like I could make my appointments and just leave him with them and like they didn't care they were so happy to have him Aww. um and so that was really nice and then after that we went to Istanbul so that was in Antalya and then we mm -hmm. went to Istanbul and the weather there was so nice Antalya like the resort it was like 100 degrees it was so disgustingly hot but mm. when we were in uh, Istanbul, it was like 80s and just so nice. And I bought like a whole new wardrobe because modest clothing is like a Turkish thing. Like we always yeah, shop like on yeah. Turkish websites for our shirts and stuff. And so like I literally redid my whole wardrobe. This shirt is from there. But anyways, it was just such good vibes. I had such a good time. Yeah. And then on the way back, oh, sorry guys, on the way back though, he had <laughs> such a hard time um oh, no he like couldn't fall asleep it was a really weird time too like we left at 1 p.m and so like mm -hmm. he couldn't sleep I don't know it was just really hard for him but my mom and my mother-in-law were at the front of the plane and so they um took him to first class and he ended up falling asleep there um wait they were in first class <laughs> yeah it was wow. a 13 hour places I was like bring me up with you but um Dang. yeah I think they ended up just upgrading Did you go visit them um only to grab my son but we were like oh. we had a bassinet on the way home so we were we were at the end of the plane but like the first row so like I had leg space um it wasn't too bad but it like uh it was a 13 hour flight so either way it was gonna suck 
Um, Did he like the first class? Though? Yeah, like, he oh, fell asleep. Best life. He was like he wouldn't sleep with me because, like I said earlier, he's not mm-hmm. really a cuddly baby. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but like I never recline my seat in on the airplane. I think oh, yeah, it's yeah, cramped yeah. enough. Like, if I do, it's, it's like it's like a yeah. Like but a, I don't even it, do a dot. Like yeah, I, you don't I, even do a dot. No, I will not recline oh, you're my so seat. Nice. But I was trying to get him to fall asleep because my like he fell asleep mm-hmm. up there and then my mom brought him back and he woke up. And so I reclined mm-hmm. my seat and like I lifted my legs. So essentially I looked like I was laying down and he fell yeah. asleep on me. And then I moved him to the bassinet and I brought my chair up right away. I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, but oh, you're so yeah, kind. He, like, and plus I had the extra leg room. I felt like that was so rude. Like I know the people behind me knew why. Yeah. Like it was obvious I was putting my son to sleep and it was like he was yeah. crying. So I think they probably preferred it to him crying. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was just a really great overall trip. I did tell my mom, like, he was as good as a baby can be. And I still mm. was so exhausted. I haven't been that exhausted since the day after I gave birth. Like, it was just so wow. exhausting. So I told her, like, he will not be going with us to London in December or with me in December. And he'll be staying mm-hmm. with her because, like, he'll be 12 months. No, he'll be 14 months. Like, a year and two months and um if he was that great and I was still exhausted I can't imagine when he's a toddler right right um right, right. so and plus it's not really a vacation if your kids there like it's more of a trip but it was still really fun he had a good time the people there kept carrying him and like kissing his feet so he started just like lifting his feet whenever he would meet someone new <laughs> I mean I'm telling Wait, you I this love guy, that he's like Ooh. This guy thrived. Actually, I have to send you a picture. I'm going to send you right now. Look how... So we went to Adidas, which is so cool. Uh Um, Their Adidas, you can do in-home customizations. That's a side note. But while we were there, um, my son made a friend. Let me send you a picture. He made a friend? This man... This boy... Uh, where is it? He really... Omar was thriving He was living his best life. He's like, do we have to go back? I'm like, yeah. Yes, mom. That's so crazy. Good for him. So this wait, did he while you're wait, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, send it. Um, I was gonna ask, did he have the little like earphone or like the headphones? Yeah. So I I bought them, but he like wouldn't uh-huh. keep them on and so he would just scream on his the heart. plane, right? Yeah. So I took him off. Like I tried to put him on for takeoff and landing, he wouldn't. So instead yeah. I just like um fed him like from a bottle um mm. until so that his ears didn't hurt but like yeah he wouldn't take it and I tried so hard my brother tried my brother's yeah. a future audiologist so he's like you have to put it on and like he was really trying yeah, but true. this kid oh. was like losing wait why is this why is this little boy <laughs> the cutest little thing behind the counter oh my gosh this is wait yeah sorry guys she just sent me the photo wait he's behind <laughs> so the counter so this this picture <laughs> was the sixth time this happened the sixth time sixth in the day, time? in that day, yes. So we were walking on Istiklal Street, which is like a street that has like, it's so beautiful, but it has like um, restaurants and stores and it's like each store is like three stories. Like it's it's a really great vibe. If you're ever there, you should go. Um, and every time we go into a store, they pick him up or they'd always be like, can I pick him up? And I'm like, mm, sure, go ahead. Uh-huh. Um, so this lady, he was in the stroller and I was trying on my Adidas that I wanted to buy um and my brother was with him and she was like can I carry him because he had just woken up and he was like yeah sure so she picks him up and then like somebody comes to the register to get like she needs to bring them up and she took him with her and she's like in the picture because you guys can't see it like she's on the phone carrying my son while also ringing up the register 
and like she's like doing her job everything. and like, like trying to be a mom yeah like she's literally i'm like dang this girl can multitask um yeah but it was just literally the cutest thing ever he was living his best life i was like so did you get it's the paycheck adorable. like i don't know but yeah it's we had adorable. a good time it was oh a really gosh. good time it's very baby friendly very toddler friendly at one point yeah. um he like knocked something over and spilled it everywhere when we were in the spa and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. i am so sorry and she was like you never apologize for something a baby does. Like they don't do anything bad on purpose. Like it's a I baby. Love that. Yeah. And I was like, oh thanks. And then like when we were at the restaurant when he'd start to get fussy, like waiters would just come and play with him and like keep him occupied. Um obviously he was like in my That's sight all, all times. But like it was just right, right, such right. a different vibe than like here. Honestly. Is it just their culture? Yeah, it's just like, their culture. Over there? They love babies. And I had known because I had seen a TikTok of like a baby with their mom and like the people mm-hmm. there were like tickling his feet, kissing his feet, like caressing him on his arms. And people were like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, why are they petting your son? And like right. the person was like, no, this is literally the culture. Like they love babies. And they That's were like such a different, yeah. like such a different viewpoint. Like here, mm-hmm. like, you will get punched in the face if you touch someone's baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I also, like, I'll be very honest. Like, I would not tolerate that here. Like, if somebody came and tried to pick up my baby and, like, walk away, um, I will yeah. freaking drop kick you. Like, I will punch you in the throat. Um, why is that different? Why do you think that's so di- – like, why are you different here versus there? Because, like, I I don't know. Like, it's, it's not the American culture, but, like – I think also here we have so much kidnappings and we have just like there's so many horror stories and I'm sure mm. like Turkey also has their fair share of horror stories but like yeah, yeah. it's just like I don't know it wasn't even just like that they were like playing with him like everyone genuinely was just like so kind we were on the tram mm. which was like a little bus thing I guess and mm. I mean I think we have those here but um we were <laughs> yeah I think so too <laughs> <laughs> uh, just never been on it but um we were on one and he started screaming right like he's in his stroller mm-hmm. he's screaming jet lagged so tired and so I ended up taking him out and my he didn't want to be with me so my brother's carrying him and my brother was like next to mm. this like blonde girl and that's really important because he has a thing for pulling blonde girls hair like so far blonde yeah like blonde brown girl. or blonde yeah and so like he starts really? like playing with her hair and like pulling it this girl I don't uh-huh. know like she's not even Turkish she's like from somewhere in Europe I think like no okay. idea where she this girl's from. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, no, mama, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, you know, moving his hand, which makes him cry. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. And she's like putting her hair closer so he could pull Aww. her hair. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. This is not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know you're uncomfortable. But like, she was just like, he's just a baby. She like, just wants to be nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she I was just like, nice. he's a baby. He's just discovering. I don't know. It was nice. That's great for his development, though. I mean, like, everyone just loving and, you know, <laughs> doting on him. Experiences. And then, like, by the <laughs> end of the so trip, cute. like, if he's in his car seat or in his, um, in his stroller, like, he tried to pull himself out so the person could carry him. Um, but yeah, he's, oh my he's gosh. like, he's I'm a spoiled telling you, this little kid, man. He thrives on attention. Spoiled. Yeah. Okay, so that's my turkey I trip. Love that. We came back, um, wait, a wait. couple days ago. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Is this your first time going to Turkey? Yes. So my parents go almost every year for the last two or three years. Last year okay. they invited me, but I was like seven or eight months pregnant. So I wasn't going to go. And then this year mm, I was like, that sounds rough. Um, Next year he'll be a toddler and I won't want to go. So I'm yeah. going to go right now while he's a baby. Mm-hmm. But that was my trip and it was really nice. And I 100% want to do it again next year. And inshallah it works out. Like if you get the chance, go to Turkey. Yeah. They're such kind people. The food is so good. 
the history amazing. there is amazing like it was just so so nice and they're, they were super accepting of like everybody like it was just a really great mm-hmm. place to be um another update so that was my vacation okay so yeah what can I ask a question one more question about your your update yeah wait how are you doing though and how is Omar doing in regards to like jet lag are you guys alive that's so funny um (laughs) he's very jet lagged um yesterday he did a lot better the first day we got here literally could not sleep that night like he He fell asleep during the day and I was like tickling his Uh feet, rubbing his face, like trying to get him awake. Like, you know, I'm like, mama, you have to wake up. We have to get back on our schedule. Mm. Um, He would not wake up. I literally picked him up, moved him to a different room, turned all the lights on. Usually like this kid wakes Mm -hmm. up the second the light comes on. He wouldn't get up. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up FaceTiming my mom. And then like when he heard her voice, he was like, oh. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Hannah, he says hi. He says bye. He Wait, says he up. Yeah, and he waves. Wow. Um, Milestones go Yeah, over. he learned to wave for the people in Turkey because they like would always wave at him and then like he finally so did back. Cute. But it's so cute. I'm so he, proud of him. I know. It's not like... I wouldn't say it's in his inventory yet because he needs prompting. Like, I'll be like, hi. And then he's, hi. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so cute. Or bye. He's, but he's able bye. to replicate that. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. Yeah, show those social cues. Yes. I love that. It's so cute. And then he says, mama. He was calling everybody with a beard, baba, which is what he calls his dad. <laughs> and baba. I'm like, he's not here. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, he was just. Oh, he probably yeah. missed him. He, he, probably he missed did. Him so he missed him so much, which is funny because now oh, that God. we're back, like, he just wants mm-hmm. to be with me and like he's just like really clingy to me um Mm. which is fine I'm enjoying it and like he we kind of ruined him a little before like I said I just put him down he falls asleep like now he needs to be held to go to sleep or like bed Mm -hmm. um and then like over there he would like sleep in the crib and then like I'd move him to the bed when he woke up because it was like a really uncomfortable playpen um so now like he to answer your question like he'll fall asleep and then like wake up around two or three in the morning and then I'll move him to my bed, feed him, and then I'll try to move him back and he'll like scream, like bloody murder, like tears, boogers, everything. Um, oh, and so I'll just move guy. him back to my bed and put him between me and my husband. The thing is, yeah. I can't sleep with him in the bed. Like, I don't know how people co-sleep because I literally cannot sleep if he is in the bed with me. Like, I just can't. Are you just, re- like, hyper aware? Like, yeah, like I just can't relax enough because like mm-hmm, I want to be aware mm-hmm. if something happens. Um, yeah. And right. that's like that's not like talking bad or anything like I genuinely just like I think once when we were in Turkey we were both like the day we arrived my sister said like Mm -hmm. I had been feeding him and like we both fell asleep and she was like yeah it was just a little awkward (laughs) but it's all good (laughs) because like I was feeding him I don't know but um yeah so it's funny but otherwise like I just I can't sleep if he's in the bed and I'll just like end up on my phone but now yeah, we're doing right. better. Yesterday he went to sleep at nine. Good. His days are still really hard for him because he wants to sleep yeah. and I can't let him. Like I just don't take naps. But he went to sleep at nine, woke up at six, which is really good for a jet lagged baby, for any baby, I think even. Um, and then he went back to sleep until eight. Usually his bedtime is like nine, wakes up at seven, then goes back to sleep mm. until nine. But we're working on it. Anyways, so that is um that is my update for Turkey. Do you have any other questions? Also, I'm exhausted. No, that's it. I forgot to answer that I can part. tell, but yeah. it's okay. No, I can tell. Not now, but like when we first started yeah. recording, yes. Absolutely. But now you're more alive and awake. So tell I me your next you. update. Okay, so my next update. I miss you too. I haven't <laughs> seen you in so long. Um, so for my next update is I'm still – like you know how I'm applied for um, 
the hospital and I like took the position. I am yeah. still doing the onboarding and it is so I don't know what the word Long. is. Long, annoying, I don't know. Exhausting. Exhausting. A lot of paperwork, dumb. Probably. I'm just kidding. It's not dumb. But like I know all the steps are necessary, but like I have never been through such a rigorous onboarding process in my life. And like What do you have to do that's so rigorous? So it's not even okay, so I was just telling Amanda, like, I feel like everything that's going wrong, like, everything's going wrong with this. What did I have to do? I don't even remember. But one of the things that they have, that they require is, like, pay stubs. And so she was asking for pay stubs from 2023. And I was telling her, Mm -hmm. like, I don't have pay stubs from 2023 because even though I technically was still working for the company, I was on my maternity leave. And so, like, like, I think on the thing it says, like, until January 2023. And, Mm -hmm. like, they had told me like put until whatever the day that you like resigned was. And so that's what I did. And she was like, no, I need pay stubs from January, 2023. And I'm like, I don't have that for you. Like I have that for like 2022. I have that for, you know, my W2. Like I was just like telling her like, but I don't have a pay stub from 2023. Anyways. So like she, for the hospital and that I was at. And so like, I don't know what she's going to do with that. And then like I had a physical, which is normal. You always have to do a physical, but I, I, yeah. It was scheduled for today in the morning and I missed it because I completely oh, no. forgot. She called me. She like the person called me and they're like, hey, um, is this Maram? And I was like, yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah, Who is this? And she's yeah, like, you yeah, missed yeah. your physical. And I was like, oh, I'm no. so sorry. It didn't even like I don't know how I completely forgot about it. Um, That's just like kind of what it's been like. It's not even the process. I mean, the process kind of sucks, too. But like, it's not just the mm-hmm. process. It's just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I keep forgetting things like um within 20 within 48 hours of accepting the job you have to do a drug test and that's interesting 48 hours mm-hmm. and if you miss it you're that's disqualified crazy. well Wait, i got what? I, yeah so i accepted the job like on a wednesday afternoon so by th- friday uh-huh. afternoon i had to do it here's the thing with drug tests you can't take your kids with you because they're not allowed in the bathroom okay yeah, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. like i literally could not do it and they closed at five they're closed over the weekend and so um I like messaged the recruiter and I was like, Hey, like, here's the situation. I wasn't able to get it done. And they were really nice, but they were also like, just so you know, usually this is like a disqualification. Um, but like, I'll make it longer for you and like get it done on Monday. So I had to drop off my son at my dad, uh, my dad at my husband's work. Um, mm-hmm. and then like did my thing and, you know, came back and got him. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it was just like annoying that I had to do them 48 hours. I don't 40? know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never had that before. And then like the, just like the regular CPR. Now I'm going to do my physical on Monday at 10. Mm. So I don't forget. Um, yeah, put it on your calendar. I put it on my calendar. Make your to-do list. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it's been, I need it on my phone now because like, I don't ever look at my to-do list anymore. So, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not necessarily even like that. It's so much. It's just that things just keep going wrong. Like, mm. I don't, I don't know. Like, I keep forgetting things. There keeps being miscommunications. Like, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's like, I hope it keep, like works out and I hope they don't drop me. But like, I don't know. I mean, I know like the speech therapists there are really nice. Um, but like I, even the speech therapist there told me like the recruitment is just, it's weird. And like, it's a long, once process, you get through it, yeah, yeah, like you'll be fine. Um, Hmm. But yeah, so that was one thing. That was one of my updates. My last update is really exciting. So you know how I what started like my own little company to see people like kids on the side. Yes. I got my yes, first yes, yes. client today. Really? Yeah. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh. 
Um, it was actually really how they hear from how they hear about you. <laughs> I'm on Yelp. I think that's what I'm guessing. That's how they heard about me because he called, uh-huh. and I actually thought it was like a spam, and then I realized it wasn't, and then I thought it was someone calling for speech therapy for themselves because my mm-hmm. my phone is like super laggy and super quiet so I was like this sounds like dysarthria mm-hmm. um but it was my phone <laughs> um and I have really bad service but by the time like it, I connected the dots I was like oh yeah blah blah whatever we start talking um but yeah it was really exciting I was like oh and I like I told him like you know just so you know like I'm not mm-hmm. out of like I don't know if this is like too much information for the podcast but like I'm not at a point where I'm taking insurance so like I'm only doing private pay um mm. and I told him like you can get a free eval through the school district like I told him I'm happy to do a free consultation and then if necessary yeah. you can do a free eval through the school district um but he said no he didn't at least you're honest to. about it oh yeah I I am and like there was another person who like, technically this is my second person the first person was for feeding and she told me her like mm. we did a phone consultation and when she told me the issue I was like okay this is the solution is so easy like here's the solution and then I followed up with her one week and then two weeks later and like yeah. girl was doing fine like she she's like oh my gosh it worked what you said worked I was like yeah I was Wait, like what like, was it can I know what was the solution you think it was the solution was for her to like use a straw and drink sips of water between bites like it wasn't like a anything crazy it was just like oh. she was pocketing was food she was pocketing food, oh, okay but she would pocket like she her mom said like like a chipmunk like she would hold it and then like the mom wouldn't like she would get up from the table and like it'd be in her mouth for hours and like she was afraid like she'd choke on it or like rot her teeth or whatever and so she was like what do like what do I do and I was like yeah I don't think you need feeding therapy for this Like, like here's what I would suggest and I gave her a few different suggestions but I told her like if she like wants to try alternating sips of water, but not even necessarily yeah. like every bite, but like every couple of bites and just like right. model and whatever, um, she'd probably see results. And she did because there was nothing else wrong. Like there was nothing. I was like, I'm not going to charge you for an assessment and like for right. therapy when literally this is like, this is the fix. Here's the solution. Yeah, here's the solution. Right, right, right. Um, and so I did follow up with her, I think, like mm-hmm. at the one week, week mark, two week mark, and then at a month and just like made sure. And she was, she was like, oh, thank nice. you. It worked great. Blah, blah. I was like, yeah, oh tell gosh, your friends. You have your own <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. I, it's so exciting. I don't know how you're doing all these things. Okay. Like, I, I I almost I got asked to get to take on a private client. And I was like, do I really want to start this company? Or like, no. And I was like, um, wait, did I tell you? What? I didn't tell you. Um, remember, I talked about this a long time ago off the podcast, but I had mentioned like this patient. Um, there's no outpatient speech therapy mm-hmm. for patients in the city I work same, in. Same and near so, me. So, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Just if these cities that are like kind of out there, that's not really, I mean, they're close to like You just have to cities, drive like but, 45 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Sorry. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she, I gave her just my like contact info for like the hospital. Um, and I said, here's my extension. If you have like any more questions in regards to swallowing, please let me know. And she called me and was just like, can you take me on as a patient? She's like, she called the hospital a week yeah. later. Aww. And I was just like, um, I don't know. And I was thinking of you the whole time. I was just like, I would have done it. Do I like start a company? I was just like, I was like, but it's I'm not like, hard. I'm so tired. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you do it. Well, that's so when I was actually scheduling this appointment, I realized I need to change my schedule because mm. Mondays, Wednesdays, I'm at my in-laws. Tuesdays, Thursdays, mm. or not Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, I'm like Fridays I work. Thursdays I'm at my parents' house, um, mm-hmm. generally. Um, or my husband has like baseball, so like I don't have childcare that day. 
Um, and so like, I was like, when am I even going to see this person? Like I genuinely, I don't have any days to see them. So I scheduled it for the weekend because I was like, "Mm." but I think I'm going to just have to do some adjustments. I can't be like, I really want this to happen. I was talking to Amanda about this and I was telling her like, okay, this is kind of off on a tangent, but like I was telling her, I am somebody who like is so ambitious. Like I really, Mm -hmm. really, really want to do like big things. I really like, and I'm so like inspired by people, like by the most random people. Like I watched Taylor Swift perform Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, like her mom literally drove her from studio to studio until (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Like she wasn't this big when she came out, but like she worked so hard and look at her. Now I'm not saying like, I want to be a singer, but like, I'm just like, like you can really work hard and achieve but your you dreams. You can. You can be a singer if you put your <laughs> mind to it, all right? I mean, I think after hearing Ed Sheeran's voice before like singing classes and now like I think anybody can be a singer with the right um, <laughs> instructor. That's true. But um Absolutely. but like just like things like that like I see people like doing great. I don't know if you like you're not on TikTok, but there's this girl named Bobby, no. right? And like the first time I came across her if you guys know her, she's really funny. But, like, the first time I came across her, it was, like, mom content. And she was saying, like, oh, I went to mm. grab Starbucks. And, like, the guy kept looking at my, like, my chest. And he was flirting with me. And then, like, you know, that's mm. what she thought. And then, like, she came home. And when she looked in the mirror, like, one side was just, like, triple the size of the other. And she, like, so he was, like, <laughs> weirded out by her. Okay, well, this girl, so it was really funny. Well, this girl, I don't know if she always had uh-huh. the podcast or not. But, like, her podcast blew up and she like interviews Mark Cuban. She interviews Drake. Like she like really, and like her whole bit is like, she makes them uncomfortable. Like she stays like super monotone and kind of like gives attitude and like, you know, Mm -hmm. and so like, but like watching her do really well, just like inspires me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to do well in my area. Like I want to Mm. make a difference. I want to, I really want to succeed in life. And like, and then, like, I kind of spiral because then I'm like, oh, I'm so far from that. And how am I ever going to get there? And, like, I'm <laughs> definitely as heck not going to make it, like, that big in the city I'm in right now. But, like, you never know. Mm-hmm. But even, like, the maybe people. Maybe one day we'll interview Mark Cuban, though. You never know. Yeah, He maybe. might come on communication. Well, I, like we said, Megan Trainer, She's the one who, like, yes, has Megan speech Trainor. therapy for her son. Like, that was the other thing. Like, how do you become Megan Trainer's son's speech therapist? Like, how? Literally. How do you do that? Like, I really want to talk to that speech. Honestly, let's well, interview the speech therapist because I'm just curious. Right, like, right, right. How do you get such high well, profile Well, Megan Trainer, at us if you want to be on the pod to talk about your experience. And then at Maram Abed to become the second speech therapist to your well, son's speech therapist. like, okay, last thing. Last, last point on this. So the private practice I took the job with, they're a couple. Mm-hmm. They have 28 locations. They started off in like this small, small like room. That business failed. They did it again. They relaunched the business. Like that is so inspiring to me. Now they make millions mm-hmm. and millions of dollars off of one location. Like, and they have 28. Like, I know it's not That's about crazy. money, but like, imagine your practice, Hannah. Like, you start a home health or outpatient mm-hmm. for adults, and then it spreads, and now you're making such a big difference again, like across all of California. Like, isn't that crazy? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And I just, if they can do it, like, why that's can't we? It's a dream. Yeah. So yeah, I am. Absolutely. In case you guys can't tell, I'm a dreamer, and she is. Guys. Someone needs to keep I me mean, in check. I mean, literally, the moment she's like, our podcast is going to big, and I was like, um. I'm just going to do this for fun, girl. I don't know where it's going. But she's like, no, no, no. We're going to get X, Y, and Z on here. And we're going to like, you know, get so much money because we're going to get ads and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm waiting, Rom. And I know it's going to come because you're on my team. (laughs) Well, like, it was really funny, I think, like, because Hannah would be like, I don't know, are we interesting enough? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so interesting. And like, 
<laughs> but that's not like in a cocky or arrogant way. Like I think I told you, right, like right. we're gonna attract the kind of people that we are right. and like the people that like yeah. us. Like, you know, if you don't like it, don't like there's a lot of podcasts we can don't give subscribe. you recommendations. Yeah. Right, but absolutely. um yeah, it was just like something that I like I was thinking about today on my way to do my CPR training. I was yeah. like, Well, I'm well, actually, so ambitious. Well, actually something that you just said, um, Shout out to Jacob again because he somebody asked like how many speech therapy podcasts are there and he was like I looked it up like a couple and they're not even that good and I was like no I was like, Jacob, they're, they're actually so there's some of them yeah they're so good I was like I was like Don't, you're just biased they're actually pretty they're good. really like, good like, name. yeah <laughs> but um, I was like well yeah. thank you Jacob ours is good thank but you I was like you're just being biased you have to listen to the other ones you yeah. just know me well I think also like a few of them are very like niche like they're very SLP mm-hmm. um. I feel like ours is kind of more like laid back is kind of like, I mean, so that's what I think. Vibe. Different, vibe, different vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but I, I love, I love like, um, the feeding pod. That's my favorite podcast. Like I love listening to her. I learned so pride. much. Swallow your pride is love good. Her. Um, one, there's one called untethered too. Um, just untethered. And like, she talks mm. about like, um, oral facial myology and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't really listen to it much just because I'm not really in that field, Mm-hmm. Who knows if I'll, like, I'll venture that way. I don't know. But, like, so I don't really listen to it much. But I know, like, a lot of people do and they like her. Um, and then there's, like, the SLP Wine and Cheese. And there's a few. Well, that's all I can think of. But I think there's one more that just popped up. Do you know the lady that does, like, the Bajorum speech cards? Oh, yeah, yeah I do. I, I think follow her she might have a podcast. But I'm not. Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. She maybe. did a post that made me think maybe she did. But I'm not sure. Hmm. But anyways, yep. So that's our little shout out to every podcast that we know. Um, Do you have anything to add to the list? (laughs) No, that's all I got so far. Okay. That Um, was our free advertisement. Um, True. Yeah. So that was my updates. They were long. They were tangenty. But they were exciting and I'm really happy to share them with you guys. Yeah. Okay. So So I guess that will bring us to our next part of this episode. Um, we will be introducing our guests for this episode, guys. Next segment where we will be interviewing Kat. We have been talking about her for so many episodes. She comes up almost every time because we both love and admire her. Kat is going to share her experience through her CFY experience because she did it out of school and neither me nor Hannah did it in the school setting. So how are you doing today, Kat? I am so good. Our school district started the school year a month earlier than everyone else. Um, my day is good. I'm good. I just started at a different school on Monday, and um, yeah, I've been I've been back at work from summer for almost a month now. Wow, a month! So you guys went back in like July. July. Isn't when that, did you get off of work? That's crazy. When was your not break? that long ago? June second. It was like a month no. and two weeks. I know. Ew. I know. Don't they know that? That's not even the summer. Don't they know like the benefit of schools is the summer? It's like I know, else. but we do have random breaks in the middle of the year, and I'll oh, take is it a year-round it. school? Yeah, I think. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I should know this, but um, <laughs> I have two weeks off. We have a fall break in September, and mm-hmm. I'm going to Japan during those two weeks last spring break yeah it's so nice and you get paid for it and like the last spring break I went to Paris and Amsterdam by myself did you like it I loved it 
Okay, Kat, I'm going to London in December. This is off topic, guys. In December, and we're going to do a couple days in Amsterdam and then some days, I think one day in Paris, if I'm being honest. I'm not really psyched for Paris. But anyway, so now let's get into the interview because we have so many questions to ask you. Okay, so first, why don't you tell us a little about yourself so our audience knows you and loves you the way that we do? Oh, okay. So my name is Kat. I went to grad school with you guys. Um, Our cohort was the class of what, 15. So Mm -hmm. we knew each other really well. Um, I like to read books. I have a corgi. Um, I'm not like you guys, not married, no kids, but I do have a (laughs) child um, with bills along with it. And it's very hairy and sheds everywhere. Um, But I moved down to San Diego after school and it's just been, it's been really fun. I'm getting used to being in the career and like, I feel like now I'm being a tourist in a new city and it's, it's really fun and magical and I miss you guys and I can't wait to hang out when I get home. We miss you too. And we can't wait to move to San Diego. So Okay. Just got just kidding, guys. I'm manifesting it. I manifest. I went there once and I fell in love, but come back. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So you guys can hear how sweet Kat is, and that's why we're obsessed with her. She's literally. Amazing. You got actually. Oh, I don't have it. I literally keep it with me. Oh, it's right here. Hannah's gonna roll her eyes. But oh yeah yeah yeah. I literally st- found this in my folder still, and it says like, what does it say? It says hi. You're perfect. I'm so it. proud of you, Kat. Yeah, we talked about it on like a couple podcasts. <laughs> so ago. like I yeah we did. It like you had written it for me. Anyways. Cat is literally the kindest person you will ever meet. So just putting Love it out her. there. Cat stands. Yeah, we are cat stands. Also, don't you have like an Instagram for Monty? I do have an Instagram for Monty, Monty da Corgi with a D-A-M-O-N-T-Y-D-A-C-O-R-G-I. Yes, and he's so stinking cute. So I actually follow. <laughs> so cute. Okay. So now into our interview questions. The first one is how did you find the field of speech pathology? Okay. I feel so lucky that I found it because I don't know I feel like you guys are the same where every single day even if it's stressful I fall in love with it more Mm -hmm. and more um my so on both sides of my family I'm half Japanese half Mexican and three out of my four grandparents have had strokes and then I saw yeah it's really it's really tough to see growing up and then um Mm -hmm. I it was mostly mobility and then I saw my grandpa he had aphasia and then I speak Japanese and English fluently I speak two languages and just seeing him not being able to communicate in any language just made Mm -hmm. me really appreciate Mm -hmm. the power of words and Mm -hmm. I originally wanted to go into it to work with adults plot twist but that's how I found it yes that's That's so crazy because I wanted to work with kids and you wanted to work with adults and we like I know and we both worked at the um head trauma group together and I loved it I was like so ready to work with that population and then our internships were during COVID so the place that I was um set up with had a COVID outbreak and so my internship was canceled and I was so yeah I was so upset about it and then I had two school internships didn't want to work with kids and then they just like make you believe in magic again and (laughs) 
now I can't imagine doing anything else. Interesting. Right. I didn't, yeah. You had an AAC medical uh, – oh, not medical. Yeah. I mean AAC internship, right, Kat? Yeah. I had it um, – sorry. I had it with the school district by our grad school. Mm-hmm. That's but really yeah, it was really cool, except that the schools were still virtual back then. So I didn't really get to do a lot of the assessment portions. I kind of just watched mm-hmm. observations, sat in on the meetings, mm-hmm. maybe delivered iPads, but I definitely gained more AAC experience being in the district now. But I, I did learn a lot. Mm-hmm. My supervisor for that internship is amazing. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll have to pick your brain about that because I in I think it was in our last episode. I'm not sure. I was telling Hannah. It was I like I think that's yeah, why we brought you up. Episode. Yeah. Like I was telling Hannah like um that I was just assigned like a, a kid. Well, he's 17, but like a teenager who has um an AEC device, and I don't have a lot of experience with AEC. So, I, and I was like, cat, like, perfect oh my timing. God. You guys are I was like, she has experience. I have experience, but then. I feel like every single kid I'm with, they're all so different, different. that mm-hmm. even if you have right. so much experience, it's, right. it's so different and magical and special in its own mm-hmm. way. But I'm learning too, so I, mm-hmm. I don't mind doing some research with you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Um, our next question, um, what setting are you in now? Like what school, age, diagnosis, like kind of what kind of population do you work with? So... Right now and for the past two and a half years, I've worked at an elementary school. So I've worked from Mm -hmm. preschool to sixth grade. So typically my caseload is around three years of age to like close to 12. And I have switched settings because I was covering maternity leaves. Um, But right now I have a preschool SCC class. I have two mod severe classes. I have gen ed students that I'm case managing for. And then I also have students that are on the RSP caseload. So a lot of language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have them all. Yeah, it sounds like a very Yeah, but elementary school variety. is so fun. And at some point, the sixth graders get a little intimidating. So I'm glad I'm not at a mm-hmm. middle school or a high school. I don't know if you remember Amanda, but she did her internship in a med- middle school and she really loved it. And like, really? I was like, you're psychotic. But yeah, she really loved it and she like enjoyed it so much. Actually, she oh used to want to work with middle schoolers. I don't know. Like right now she's in an elementary school. Though. That's but. wild. Honestly, um, Ivy works at a middle school. She loves it. You get less students mm-hmm. on your caseload, like less initials. Mm-hmm. It's it's more just yeah. – um, working with kids that you might be exiting or have mm-hmm. had speech for a while. So um, I don't know. Ivy, Ivy loves it so much and yeah. I kind of, yeah, I don't know. But then elementary school is so fun. Elementary school is so fun. <laughs> They're so fun. I just like loved walking them from their class to speech because they like their little <laughs> hands holding you and just like the school I was at like had like a little like chalk thing on the floor so we would like jump from color to color and like whatever like just do fun things it's like so you said, they make you believe in magic again they do. Uh, they do. but yeah and then um ha- you already mentioned this a little like you wanted to work in an adult setting mm-hmm. um and this is where you've been since you graduated um mm-hmm. 
what made you go into the schools? Like, what made you work with the kids to begin with? Like, why didn't you apply for an adult setting? Okay, so I – correct me if I'm wrong, if it was just, like, the era of how mm-hmm. school was for us, but I just remember hearing about how it's a really hard to transition from schools to medical. I felt like mm-hmm. we were hearing that all right. throughout – undergrad and grad school and then when the internship didn't work out um I just didn't really feel confident in going into a medical setting just because I didn't have the experience it kind of felt like I didn't really have a choice Mm -hmm. um and and I have experience working with adults who Mm -hmm. had brain injuries for about two years but it was more of like a support group setting and Mm -hmm. not you know, mm-hmm. swallowing or anything that yeah. can, you know, harm someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just didn't feel like I was qualified at the time. And I, I think maybe things have changed, but I just didn't, I, I just, I wish I had that internship experience because maybe I would have applied for it. But to be honest, mm-hmm. even though it's not what I originally thought I would do, I'm so happy I'm in it. And like, it's so fun to have breaks off it's just fun to um right yeah I don't know it's just fun to have friends that are kids what is it that you need 12 (laughs) hugs a day and I definitely get that at work (laughs) um and I just figured if I want to serve the adult population I can always volunteer again like how Mm -hmm. like what Hannah and I did previously so Mm -hmm. I, I know it's not far away but it's not like a closed it's door. not a closed door I don't think it's but, ever a closed door right. yeah I I do like summers off and I, I do mm-hmm. I didn't think I would like working with kids so much but I really do yeah I mean I think it matches you because you're such a fun mm-hmm. personality and you're so sweet so like yeah. I feel like it matches you to work with kids um right. so I have a question though going back to the internship thing um so going back to the internship what did you end up doing because we needed two internships to graduate yeah. Okay. So I had one school internship with Shauna, best supervisor ever. Um, <laughs> so I had a school internship with her. And then the second one, my medical one was technically an AAC internship, but it was with the school district. Oh, and okay. um, so that kind of counted as my medical, but it, it didn't really count. Mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Okay. I was just curious how they handled that. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Well, good to know. Well, I'm glad you're in a setting that you love. I know. I know. It seems like you really enjoy it. So I, and I think everything kind of happens for a reason. Like I didn't expect to be in my, in the medical setting. um, And I absolutely enjoy it. I can't, can, I don't even know how I worked with kids. (laughs) I have no idea how, because I love medical. Um, and now you have a resource. If you ever have questions about medical, I got you. Dad. I know too. I was asking you in grad school too for help with medical. So <laughs> I know you're there. True. But it's okay. I got you too. Now, we definitely helped each other out because I was struggling as well. Um, our next question is um, tell us about when you're CF. Um, I know that you have picked a contract company for your CF, but how did you pick between like going from a school district versus, you know, doing a contract? Okay. So great question. Um, And it's an important one for me. The reason I made that decision was because I was moving to a new city. I didn't really know anyone. I was new to the field and I just needed, I just 
felt like I wanted that extra support and an automatic Mm -hmm. community. And I'm really glad I was with the agency, but I knew I was going to end up in the district at some point. There are a lot of benefits. I mean, the agency, if you don't know where you're going to end up living, if you feel like you're going to move cities one day, agency is great. The salary is sometimes better than the school district, but the benefits Mm -hmm. with the school district is that you have your health, vision, dental benefits secured as long as your pension yeah Mm -hmm. and you have the union representing you and you Mm -hmm. usually get like pretty good like school settings like for me I was contract Mm -hmm. so I was covering a lot of maternity leaves Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but yeah no was it hard like jumping from like different schools like covering Mm -hmm. people like you don't really have like the kids your own setting and your own place and your own kids like how does that work honestly I know it's supposed to be hard I loved it um because I never took anything too seriously because I knew I was leaving not saying I didn't care but I just kind of like made the most out of it I took everything as a learning opportunity I ended up moving. You're like the fun tutor. Oh my gosh. You know, like the, not the tutor, <laughs> but like, like the, a um, sub. The substitute. substitute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. I was able to get experience in different settings. Mm. The district I'm in is huge. So I worked with different socioeconomic classes. I had mm. parents like wanting to give me a designer purse after an IEP <laughs> meeting and then like oh my god yeah it's like um I had parents bringing advocates and lawyers and whatnot and then I just had parents mm-hmm. like a lot of foster care kids at mm-hmm. another school oh, wow. and it's the same district it's just different situations I learned a lot I had mod severe mm-hmm. mild mod in like one school I didn't even have SCC I just had gen ed students Um, so I, I learned a lot about, um, myself as a clinician. I also Mm -hmm. learned to not take so much time laminating and like prepping (laughs) for Mm -hmm. buying materials because I just didn't know where I was going to end up. So it actually Mm -hmm. helped a lot. Yeah. It helped with my flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I would, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I feel like I was able to just learn how to interact with different types of faculty members, like parents. It, it was it was a, the best mm. experience. I had so much fun in all of the schools. It sounds like you had like a really well-rounded experience. Like in a short <laughs> amount of time, you yeah. got so much experience with different mm-hmm. like situations. Mm-hmm. So, um, so do you feel like grad school prepared you for this? Like do you, for your CFY? Um, I don't think that any program really prepares you for the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same. Yeah. I yeah, yeah I, I think that it's okay, so grad school, I'm very thankful because we know how to assess a student. We know how to write a right. thorough report. Um, we know how to. I don't know what else did we learn. We know how to like have evidence-based practice and whatnot mm-hmm. for that. Oh, we know how to use mm-hmm. SACE um, and write IEPs. And I think at the end of I the- I what SACE was until you brought it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm like triggered I'm so by it right now. <laughs> I, I wish I didn't know what it was. Um, 
but we learned how to lead an IEP meeting. And even then, like, it was really right. stressful. And I don't think we really knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. But we, we were able to gain that experience. And for that, I'm thankful. But mm-hmm. also in grad school, what we had four clients every semester. And it's mm-hmm. mostly the gen ed population. I think mm-hmm. we had one semester mm-hmm. of AAC. It was virtual. And then we had an autism yeah. course in undergrad. And what I've learned is that there's not a single book or workshop mm-hmm. that you can attend mm-hmm. that relates That's to your kid. Because yeah. every, like, if you met Absolutely. one person with autism, you met one person with autism, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So I, I definitely wasn't prepared for SDC classes from our setting. I, mm-hmm. I wish I was, but um, also being in San Diego during my first year, I was really close to the border. Um, I, my elementary school was like the last stop to the border to the point where mm-hmm. I didn't use my maps and I ended up at the border and I was crying <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, can I take a U-turn? Do I, I don't have my passport. Do I call my principal? Um, so, oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. That would be so, so stressful. Wait, was that during your CF? That was during my CF, yeah. And then oh my God. I don't know Spanish, but my last name is Star in Spanish. I'm half Mexican I, I was not prepared um how have you how have you done that then like if you are, are you now like more not fluent but like do you know more things in Spanish that's been helping no you? no and I I avoid saying my last name because I've been saying it wrong all my life um why and wait oh, how do you so, say so it funny. I'm, okay you have to edit this out okay so okay. when we went to school together you, you can keep it but like I feel like my credibility is just going to be shot <laughs> um so what do you know my last name as? Estrella. Estrella, Estrella right? That's that's what it but has been all my life. Sound. Is it Estrella? Estrella. But I'm still saying it wrong because there's that trilled R and then the double L's. Yeah. Or I don't know. I can't say it. And and one time I I attempted to do it for an IEP meeting. It was my first IEP meeting. There was the OT, the school psych, the principal, the parents, like the like the SCC teacher the gen like the whole team was there and I I was practicing all morning in my car how to say my last name correctly and I tried it and I just look because it was on zoom but we were still on campus mm-hmm. and I look at the school psych on zoom and she just like spit out her coffee from laughing and <laughs> at that moment I knew that I Wait, I, I could never that. say my That's last so name I'm just gonna keep going as Miss Cat even if I'm it's just me and a parent I'm like I to this Hi, day I have not said my last name that's so funny. Wait, I'm gonna keep that cat. I think that's a funny it's story. So funny. I love that. It's I love that I know. story. And I'm then I, I come down here and I wish I knew Spanish and I I called my dad and I was like, what the heck? Like I, I learned nothing from you guys from <laughs> you. You didn't teach I know, me the language. I know. I was like, I know Japanese. No one speaks that out here. I'm I'm cool to the kids that You are I'm cool. cool. You're but like, 100% cool. It's not helpful. All I know you is Duolingo. I know. Yeah, do it. It's know. so good. I used it to like know a little bit of Turkish for my trip, and it's actually really good. It's really, I mm. have um, also been learning Spanish from my students, and I realize like they're not the best resource. <laughs> I can imagine that they're not. But it's really it funny. especially if you're a speech therapist, yeah, and they're there for <laughs> might not work out. It's been it's been fun. So I know the important things. I know tengo mucho sueño. I'm very tired. I know triste, oh. sad, um, and I know ayuda, help. 
and you know just like basic, basic. you you learn yeah you yeah, learn as basic you going. to get to get along yeah yeah you, you get along all right it's did I ask a question oh so did grad school prepare me for my CF um that was no that was a long time I know ago. but I, I realized Can I forgot an answer I feel like it doesn't prepare you for how to like have a whole like honestly there is a cap on how many students you can have on your caseload but I just feel like right now we're super understaffed for SLPs that a lot of SLPs mm. are having over 60 kids and wow. grad school do they give you guys a really stipend you. huh for that do they give a stipend for having over 60 kids um not here no they do and I, I hope other places do but other places um do. yeah it's just and how was huh how was that like for your CF year did you have like that much on your caseload while you're doing your CF yeah um wow that's crazy. yeah no it was it was rough I definitely think that it's gotten better over time but just in Mm -hmm. the era of us and maybe the year after us and before us because of the impact of COVID um I joined my CF at the school there was no SLP there and it was me and another CF and mm-hmm. um, we started in October because the RPE took forever to process. So the kids were behind yeah. on minutes. There were overdue assessments. Like there were 20 overdue wow. assessments. I had 30 evals total. And, mm-hmm. th- and they were all tries, like not really initials. And then overdue yeah. IEPs. And it was just one of those things where it's like, well, we don't know what to do. What do we what do we focus on? Like, are we, are we focusing on catching yeah. up or like, um, you know, making that's up so, things? Yeah, that's so no funny really... because, or not funny, stressful, obviously, uh-huh. but not funny. haha. Funny. I think I'm just kidding. That, okay, I'm going to stop quoting TikToks. Um, Amanda and Kirsten are both in the school settings and both of them had the same issue, except I think they were able to start before their RPE started because you can like get a waiver signed. Um, but it doesn't count towards your RP. Could you not do that, Kat? No. No. It doesn't count towards your RP really? anyway. So, like, they still, like... But anyways, um, and I remember them talking about, like, how stressful it was those first, like, months coming in. And I was thankful that I was not in the school, but... <laughs> yeah. It was... So, Kat, so during that yeah. time, um, because when you were coming in, you both of you guys were CFs, did you have um, somebody to guide you through that, like an on-site supervisor? Um, or was it just kind of you guys by yourself and your supervisor was like out doing her own thing or in a different place? I don't want to overgeneralize on other people's experiences. I definitely think like um, if I started my CF year in the district I'm in now, I ended up switching, but um, the district I was originally at is super small. There were like not even 10, like maybe there were eight SLPs and they were all going through the aftermath of COVID. So um, mm-hmm. whenever we had a question at first, like we'll go to our supervisors, but then they would give the same answer, like ask your district because every district is different, which I definitely mm-hmm. learned that they handle things differently right. um and like there's different guidelines but wait they so your supervisor to... wasn't in your district no she had cfs in different districts and um i was one of the first people in san diego with this mm-hmm. agency so 
Um, this was like all new for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she wasn't on site. Like she wasn't able to like you couldn't knock on the next no, door no, and no, she no. would able to come. She over. was not on site. Mm-hmm. Um and and same with your other friend, right? Or like your yeah. other coworker. Your yeah, family. it was just us on mm-hmm. on campus and like our supervisors. Wow. So how did you navigate that? Um they so then we would go to our agency, ask our supervisor, hey, what would you do in a situation? Mm-hmm. And then they would give the same answer I would probably give if I was a supervisor. And that's okay. Well, ask your district because everybody handles it differently. Mm-hmm. But then we would mm-hmm. go to – and everybody's stressed. There's mm-hmm. a lot to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Everybody's busy. Right. Um, but then we would reach out to, like, other SLPs. And we wouldn't really, like – they were, they were, everybody was trying the best that they could, but, um, I think mm-hmm. that a situation is so much better when there's at least someone that knows a little bit more and has had experience mm-hmm. because her and I were mm-hmm. just like, we, we really became good friends because we've mm-hmm. never felt like so lost, like in the middle of the ocean before. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. you guys bonded. Trauma bonding. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Tra- trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. Um, but I think we really did the best with the situation that we had. I, I, um, my supervisor was amazing. Although I maybe like for legal district guidelines, she, I had to go to the district and not her. She, if I had like a specific case that I wanted Mm -hmm. feedback on, she was always there to answer the phone. I definitely felt supported by her. I, I wouldn't be who I am today without her. She's, the best (laughs) sounds good sounds stressful sounds really it was so stressful I cried all the time and I was working two jobs now you're in a different district right yeah now I'm in a different district um and I wouldn't have left that school except for the fact that because of the population they really wanted a bilingual Spanish-speaking SLP and Mm. my coworker and I weren't fluent in Spanish and they wanted to separate us right. and like we built something so good together we're like ah like yeah. I remember your Instagram stories <laughs> oh Me my too. gosh yeah, yeah. so many dance parties just mm-hmm. um it, it was so cool we had five mod severe classes at that school and not a single student had an AAC device um wow. and then we oh, wow. definitely like had a lot of assessments. We had yeah. um, a lot of faculty, parent communication, partner training. And um, yeah, we went through a lot. And I think, I, I just know that what we did at that school was really special. And yeah, um, yeah some of the sixth graders found so, me on TikTok and I'm kind of mortified. You have a TikTok? <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll text it to you separately because I don't want random okay. people to follow me. But okay. they found me. <laughs> And they were messaging my coworker and I, and they were like, we miss you guys. So I know we did good. So like, we did a good job. Yeah. That's sweet. That's- so this beautiful conversation ended up being way longer than we expected. So we ended up splitting this episode into two parts. So go ahead and tune in next week to hear more about Kat's CF experience in the school district. Next week, she'll be covering um, her caseload and just her overall experience. 
as always, please guys, we would love for you guys to reach out to us and we would love your feedback. Um, reach us at our socials at Communication Corner Pod and our Gmail and then just at gmail.com. We are actually coming to an end for this series, our SOP journey. So tell us what we should cover um, next. What would you guys like to hear? And hopefully we can talk more about it. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week, whether if you're an undergrad, graduate school, um, a new clinician or a season one, or maybe just someone who's listening because Maram and I are kind of interesting maybe. Just keep working hard guys this rest of the week, not only for our patients, but also just for yourself. You guys got this guys, okay? All right. Until next time guys, we'll talk to you later. Bye.